This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 7.48. It's the 1st of March and it's, of course, a Friday. Now, let's turn our attention to the automobile sector, in particular electric vehicles, actually, because they're spearheading a global shift towards sustainable transportation driven by the environmental concerns and, of course, technological advancements. In Malaysia, the government has proposed a one-off subsidy to boost EV ownership. In addition, incentives such as duty exemptions and tax relief, along with plans to install 10,000 EV charges by 2025, demonstrate a concerted effort to enhance the infrastructure necessary for widespread EV usage. You know, but despite these initiatives, challenges persist as declining use, EV prices raise concern about low resale values hindering mainstream adoption, while safety worries regarding lithium-ion battery explosions complicate consumer confidence in EVs. So how might these hurdles be addressed to accelerate EV adoption and what steps can be taken to reinforce, excuse me, reinforce consumer confidence in EV technology? Joining us to share his perspective is Lee Yuanhao. He's Managing Director of EV Connect. Good morning, Lee. Now, like we said, the government is proposing a one-off subsidy to boost electric vehicle ownership and encourage the shift from conventional internal combustion engines in Malaysia. What potential impact do you see this from having on the EV market in the country if indeed the subsidy was given? Okay, good morning, everyone. I think uh, based on the the proposal, I believe this policy and subsidy would definitely give a boost and encourage more people to actually switch to EV. Uh, I think the, the subsidy, if it's implemented uh, with a certain amount, say below of 150,000, it will definitely benefit the B40 and also the M40 segment. In additional, I also I think we also hope to see local manufacturers to launch uh, EVs below of 100,000, so to make it more affordable for actually people to own it. Now the government That's, is also... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, the my, my view of this thing. Mm. Now, the government has also set a target of having 10,000 EV charging stations operational in the country by 2025. How do you mm. assess the progress towards achieving this target thus far? Okay, based on the data provided by the government, there are currently about 429 DC charges and 159, uh, 1,591 AC charges in public. For DC charger, I think we have overachieved the target of 370 DC charger for year 2023. So I think uh, to grow the EV industry, definitely it's important to actually make the EV ownership easier. For instance, I think the upfront cost of the uh, uh, subsidy proposal is a good step reducing the upfront cost for buying EV. Then I think the government is also, if possible, can also announce the current EV road tax uh, currently, it's up to year 2022. If they actually can um, uh, announce it, the new road tax for the year 2026 onwards, this, this will definitely give clarity to potential buyers. There are some potential EV buyers that are still worried that the road tax might be higher than their ICE vehicle come year 2026. Mm. And lastly, I think uh, we also hope to see the implementation of time of use tariff so that EV users can actually benefit from charging at the lower rate during off-peak hours. And it, it is also helping to the utility to balance the grid with the increase of EV charging. That is, I think, what are the things that I think the government can do to actually further push the EV industry. You know, can we talk about the charging stations? So the government's on track, but from what I gather, um, some parts of Peninsula Malaysia are known as the EV desert, for example, like in the East Coast. Uh, is attention being paid to issues like this? 
I think uh, for uh, charging desert, one of the issues that normally charge point operators like us face is the uh, lack of uh, 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 compact substation or substation for us to actually uh, put up the DC charger at those locations. So I think we have also talked to the government side, uh, what are the things that can actually be done for charging desert? One of it is actually for utility companies to actually uh, put in or deploy the substation early so that when we want to come in to put DC charger, it is easier for us to actually put up instead of waiting for the uh, the process of getting the substation in. And, uh, you know, the other point about EV cars being cheaper, mm. right? It, realistically, right, unless the prices come down, let's say below 100000 which the government currently doesn't allow, Adoption will remain muted because I understand the number of EV cars in this country is still only 100,000. Mm, okay, correct. I think the limit, uh, the, the set, I mean, the limit currently is 100,000 and above. You only mm. can sell the EV cars. But I think uh, we, 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 we see that's actually progress from the local manufacturers. So I think come, uh, I think maybe next year or so, there might be uh, products that are coming out from the local manufacturer that are selling it below of 100,000. And you see that the batteries are also coming down in prices. So I see the trend is coming soon where the cost of uh, ICE and their EV counterpart is going to be parity. But I guess the biggest concern is this trend about EVs having lower resale values right, than the petrol cars. right? How do you anticipate that evolving then? Okay, so I think that there's always a perception that the EV can only last for five to eight years because of the battery warranty provided. So based on the data released by a manufacturer or OEM, their cars can actually be driven about 200,000 miles and the battery degradation is only 12%. Meaning that if the car has a range of 500 kilometers, after clocking that kind of distance, the car can still be driven at a full charge of 440 kilometers. Not forgetting, I think uh, we have also OEMs that are planning to launch EV 1,000 kilometers with their new battery so- uh, technology, such as solid-state batteries and etc. I believe with the new technology advancement, the performance, safety, and the lifespan of the EV battery will definitely improve. So the user perception will change, also change. So I think with that in place, the resell, uh, the perception of having a resale value will also be uh, mitigated. Okay, then at the same time, we've been seeing these posts on social media, right? Spotlighting negative safety concerns. We saw some fires involving electric vehicles. Uh, Of course, making many Malaysians worry about whether they should be putting their money in an electric vehicle. Uh, Really, tell us, what's the safety standards of electric vehicles? Are these just very, very, the odd event? Okay, you asked me uh, for EV catching fire is actually very rare there was actually a study being done. The percentage of EV catching fire is actually 60% times lower than an ice catching fire. But because when EV catch fire, the news and the uh, media uh, see it, uh, because we don't see it, so there will be higher publicity in the media if there's an EV catching fire. As with most of the risks, I think uh, we, I think the car manufacturers or everyone is also looking at ways to actually prevent and mitigate the aspect of EV fire. In terms of prevention-wise, I think on the vehicle side, charging equipment installation, you have to actually comply with relevant standards and best, uh, best practices. I think that are some of the things that are already in place. In terms of mitigation, I think our firefighting department like BOMBA is actually trained to extinguish the fire if there's an EV fire. There's also now a requirement from BOMBA to have fire blankets and all those stuff requirement 
at the charging station if you want to uh, get it to suppress EV fire, if any. So I think with all these things in place, right, it definitely boosts, uh, provide a confidence to the public. Of course, we also need to make sure there's a clear communication and so we need to create the awareness of that. So uh, I, I feel that the things are in place, just that some of these incidents that happen, it actually uh, it attracts higher publicity. Mm. <clears throat> Can we cast our eyes on the future about latest innovations and technologies? I mean, you've talked a lot about technology to dry down the cost, about addressing safety, but what about other elements about elevating the user experience and convenience, right? I mean, we hear so much about autonomous driving as well. So I feel that uh, I think now uh, most of the EV has a standard autopilots and all those autonomous uh, kind of thing. And some of these EVs also offer full self-driving, but not uh, applicable in our country. So with this kind of uh, autonomous driving and machine learning and et cetera, we will see fewer accidents on the road. I always feel a person that can also utilize their time on the road to do something else instead of concentrating to drive. So that part actually will definitely increase the productivity of uh, uh, people that use EV when auto, autonomous driving becomes common. Then we also talk about battery technologies. I think now everyone is trying to see uh, push for new uh, battery technologies. So we have battery technologies such as sodium ion batteries that will reduce the cost and also the fire risk even further. It will also make the car cheaper, safer. Then we also have uh, batteries such as solid state batteries, which definitely will improve the range of the batteries and uh, can charge the vehicle within a very fast time of 10 minutes. So that are the uh, things that are happening on the battery side. For On the charging side, for charge point operators, I think companies are also talking about plug and charge. Now, if you want to talk about charging, a lot of people say that, why you need to download so many apps and you need to tap any cards. So with this kind of plug and charge uh, coming out, I think the charging experience will be more seamless and convenient. So that is a thing that I feel that will be coming out soon. And not forgetting, I think now there are also uh, vehicles that can actually do vehicle to load, where energy from the AV battery can be used to power up electrical appliances. Extending the concept further, I think uh, vehicle can also do now vehicle to home and vehicle to grid, mm. where the EV batteries can actually provide electricity. So these are the things that I see happening and some are already in place which will make uh, uh, EV more attractive for people to actually buy it. All right. Thank you very much for your time. That was Li Yuan Hao, Managing Director at EV Connection, giving us an update in terms of the technological advancements when it comes to the EV space and telling us that those fire incidences might be a bit exaggerated, right? Yeah, and the key is whether you get the lower price models coming out into the market to target the M40. Definitely. I think... At the moment, we that's the bare minimum, 100000 They don't allow any cheaper cars than that. But if they did, wow, I think the, the number of people owning EVs in Malaysia will rise from the current 100000 Up next, of course, we've got the 8 a.m. news bulletin and that's going to be followed by The Breakfast Grill where Philip C. speaks to Eric Hamburger Baraza, Group CEO of CITOS Digital Berhad. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.